Welcome. Welcome. Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is N.E. Unleashed. Now without further ado. Let's just jump right into it. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. And here is the conclusion of my two-part episode collaboration with the very awesome Jamie, a.k.a. Your Chill ISFJ. Hope y'all enjoy, and have a good morning. Right? Yeah, or, like, be able to name it or something. Like, if something weird happens and it's like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but, like, am I actually seeing this correctly? Did I judge this right? Like, mm. am I valid in this right now? I don't even know. You're you know, almost like, what is it? Seeking TI confirmation, almost. Yeah. It's like, you have this idea already in your head about this situation, but then it's like, you. I guess you need a way to, like, communicate it so that you have to communicate it because in a way, that's when you get the data, the confirmation data, that this is, oh, okay, so I am seeing it correctly and my theory is correct, therefore, oh, gosh, I need to react now. Like, that can, <laughs> like yeah. oh, this actually did happen to you. Uh, uh, like, you yeah. know, that, that can happen. Um, is it crazy, though? Because, like, for me, I do that preemptively. Like, as an FI user, I have a preemptive feeling before it happens. Oh, what do you mean? So, like... like um, and it, it's maybe it's part of me being having an any like I'll just imagine situations for people so that I would be feeling it first mm-hmm. so that when I face the person I've already dealt with the feeling oh wow so like I've already imagined and I know this is gonna sound crazy but I've imagined like my parents dying I've imagined my friends dying I've imagined all of these horrible situations on them in different ways because in a way I've dealt with it partially. I still won't know how I feel if I grieve, like if it actually did happen, but I've made the work, the emotional work of it already so that when it happens, I can choose to shut it down what I need to shut down so I could get ahead with like the TE if I need to. So like I can, because my mom already gave me this talk about like funeral arrangements. So I'm like, okay, shoot. So I just started imagining the feeling and I grieved for like a month. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then I was like, okay, but after I grieved, I was like, okay, Let's talk about it. Like, let's... Now we're here. Like, let's do it. Because I want to make this smoother for you and I can start thinking about other people and how I'm going to help other people now. Um, Because I don't want to have to be... Like, I don't know. I just don't like the feeling of being incapacitated emotionally, having been a person who is very prone to being emotionally compromised. I I have to do preemptive um, processing because if I don't, then I'm basically useless and I don't want to be useless to anybody. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, like imagining like if I had a parent that died, like I worry about that kind of stuff a lot. You know, I don't mm. sift through the feeling like you do. I just like try to shut it down. Cause I'm like, I don't want that to ever happen. Yeah. They're living forever. But like, <laughs> um, I, I just know like no matter what I, think of or or feel right now like the mood of what that's going to be in itself is going to like break me then and i don't want to be broken before i have to be i guess i guess interesting that's um, one i haven't looked at it like that because like for me i've been in an experience or i've had this experience where someone actually died in front of me (laughs) oh wow and i was not prepared i didn't do my preemptive emotional thing that took six months of processing and you know after that happened to me i was like oh gosh i was like this is horrible like why did i do this to myself and like i couldn't even function properly at work and like you know my my family couldn't even connect to me they couldn't like my friends could even talk to me properly like i was just gone and i was like i can't do this again i'm like i i can't have this happen to me again but then again you also can't expect right like that things you can't always predict that someone's gonna literally die in front of you like that's just not how it works actually the thing is is um it wasn't as brutal or grotesque as it really is it's just um, a guy had a heart attack um and i was in the philippines and he was a neighbor and since i was the only person at the time who knew how to do cpr 
um, they called me, like, they woke me up at, like, 6 a.m. She's like, we need you to perform CPR. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. So I okay. go over to this tricycle with that, like, you had the guy sitting there. And I said, t- I can't perform CPR on a sitting person. He has to be lying down, right? Like, you have mm-hmm. to be able to do something because, in a way, you had to pump it. I'm like, we'll have to, like, you can't. And they were, like, already prepared to drive him to the, like, to the hospital. I'm like, should we just, you want me to CPR him right now and wait for an ambulance? Or do you want to just run him over to or run him not run him over run him to the hospital um and so in a way they decided you know what don't worry about it this could be too stressful for you we'll just take him to the hospital but then he was already apparently he had died already the night before so i should have been absolved of the guilt but i didn't know that detail so i kept that for six months later because and then my mom didn't even know this detail that i had i was like because i just started i had a breakdown and i started crying in a gas station and i was like what's happening and i'm like his eyes were open he was looking at me and i was like i felt that i had to save him like it's almost like you know when a person's like looking at you completely helpless yeah and like the emotion welling inside of just like i couldn't be there for him and I was kind of like, shoot, like, I'm like, ah, right? And I was like, no. And my mom was just kind of like, it's okay. She's like, she like held my hand. She's like, it's over. It's like, you have to understand that it's over. And I'm just like, I, it's not over for me. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to like yeah. process it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but you know, it's funny because like, as I was saying this, um, I'm reimagining it and I actually can feel it again. Like that kind of thing. However, yeah. I have made peace with that notion. Um, actually, how I made peace with it was actually kind of interesting because um, I ended up making a drawing. I ended up... Um, it's a little bit very unrelated to the situation, but I drew... I had this image in my head filled with the emotion that's like the motivation, I guess, of FI back by it. It's a, a frogman dressed in a suit and he's sitting on a lily pad. But then his reflection in the lily pad was the same frogman, but in a reaper costume. Mm. And that was to me, it was so dark in a way. Like, it was all black and white. But when I made that sketch slash drawing, I finally was like, this is it. This is my gift to that guy that I never knew. Like, that was... And this is the way, like, I... In a way, it was my internal um, process of sending him off from the apartment of my heart kind of thing that he Mm -hmm. unintentionally stayed in. It's like if you Mm -hmm. let a person in to you for a moment and then you realize that they're gone... And then you actually have to get them out of your house now. Like, I had to do that inside so that I could move forward kind of thing. And that was kind of like my letter of like, well, you have to be, you know, you have to evict you. I'm sorry, but you're not made for this place. Like, and, you know, you have your own loved ones, blah, blah, blah. But it it really, I bonded to this person that I didn't even know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally get that, though. Oh, my gosh. It's like very, like, F-I-S-I or something. Like, like oh, Um. It like you know I'm over it now. That's like what years ago. That's like a decade. You know, way back I was like still in high school. <laughs> in high school, even oh my goodness, <laughs> that would be a lot too to someone to be like give them CPR. Right. You know? Like, <laughs> why couldn't they give them CPR? Yeah. Either. Um. I mean, at the same time, I understand. Like, I w- couldn't blame anybody. It was a crisis situation, and I volunteered as well because I thought I could do something about it. But I mean, yeah, I, that's another sign that like I can never predict trauma because yeah. I couldn't. Right? It was it hit. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. But in a way, also I'm thankful I'm a seven because it's like my you know my coping mechanism kicked in hard after that six months of grieving. I was just like, oh gosh, like I can't be like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that's that's rough. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Well, it's it's cool. <laughs> See, my seven kicks in. Like, it's great. Life's great. <laughs> well, you've taken it in. You made something interesting out of it, you know? Yeah. Like, your art. Like, I think about Mr. Rogers, who's like, you know, what do you do with the mad that you feel? You know? I think that applies mm. to any emotion. It's like... Put funnel your feeling into something that's actually constructive. Yes, yes, I 100% agree with that. Um, I think it's so. Maybe that's what makes it so beautiful in itself. Like I know if I can be pure in a way, and that can be such a very artsy, like a beautiful thing to watch when it's expressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I or guess painful. Also, or painful, yeah. <laughs> but at the same Jeez. time, I'm kind of like, mm, we really have to pick our battles with that because. Um, Sometimes FI forgets that, like, not everybody's going to respond to that kind of level of 
intensity because sometimes yeah. it could, we can even come off way more intense than an FE user would. They're like, what the heck did you just go through or something, right? And, <laughs> and it's like, I didn't mean for a long, you know, dark conversation or something. And I'm kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just, I'm just feeling it inside, you know, that kind of um, argument or excuse. Mm-hmm. But because for us, it's like, because we've, you know, like I said, like we freeze frame emotions, right? So like, oh, well, I guess I feel like it's time now to like feel it. But then we're like, wait, oh, shoot, sorry. Like the room is not welcoming this. Oh. <laughs> why do you think, by the way, that you drew a frog? Like, why was it a frog that saw his own reflection? Um, hmm. I I think I was relating it to something else that I had watched. Like my Annie had connected the dots somewhere and pulled it from something I've watched before. Like, I think it was, um... Maybe this is going to be crazy, but you remember the movie Flushed Away with the rat? Oh, yes. The frog yeah, in the I suit? Think, yeah. Uh-huh. That was the one that kicked in for me. Oh, um, and I love that movie. I had such a huge... Well, that movie cheers me up all the time. I can oh. never watch that movie and not feel happy afterwards. So maybe that's, you know, the connection I needed to take it, right? Like, you, I strung my... Like, in a way, I threw my string to see if something clicks and saves me from the sadness, and it you know, my Annie went out and got that and like, I, took it. <laughs> uh, I love that. Like whenever I get crazy, like upset or like, I feel stuck. I always go back and like rewatch Harry Potter. Oh no. Like, and I just, cause there's so much nostalgia and like, I felt safe watching it, you know, like Hogwarts is a safe place, even though none of the students are safe ever. Yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> no, no, I got you. The feeling of, the, you were talking about the biggest picture of this, like the nostalgia yeah. of the entire series. Yes. I 100% yeah. relate to that. Um, I always go back to shows. I, I don't know how I am with like all of my friends doing like they never really rewatch things. I there's so many times I rewatched My Fair Lady, so many times oh. I wa- I rewatched um, Wrongfully Accused back with like Leslie Nielsen, like <sighs> Naked Gun series. I always rewatch those. I rewatched Rush Hour back in the day. Like oh my god, Rush Hour. <laughs> right. I, I go back because I like reigniting feelings. I think that's how it is mm. with me. Like I just I love it. I don't know if it's similar to you because I don't know because you said you look for I guess that feeling of I guess bliss that came with it I I guess so like I want to like this thing has proven to me that it's funny so I want to laugh again or something that's cool that's cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like that I'm into oh which reminds me like there's see like I have a film like Flushed Away was something that always makes me happy but then there's a film that always makes me cry and I can't mm. stop. And it's always it's an animated film. It's um. Do you remember the film Meet the Robinsons? Um, I feel like I've seen parts of it. It wasn't super out there. Like it's like that blonde kid with a spiky hair, and then he's like a scientist, and he like time travels. Okay, I can I can see him in my head. Right? Yeah, I've seen and then, parts like, he meets of it. Yeah, his family of black haired people, and they're like, "What's going on?" Um, <laughs> there is a song there at the end, which is by Rob Thomas. Or, yeah, and it's like oh, I forgot what it was called. But every time I li- I can't even listen to it because I start crying. Like, I can't, I can never listen to it. Um, And I, but it helps, though, because in a way, if I needed to cry, I know exactly what song I need to play. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I have such a strong FI to it. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I need to, like, you know, induce this. Because if I needed to, like, let's say, like, do the preemptive, right, FI processing, then I'm going to, like, okay, you know what? Let's play this song. Let's think about something sad, and I should be fine tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's interesting because you're utilizing the sensory to like help push you in a way, you know. Which is what's even more funny. You know, I actually got this from a bipolar friend. Like that oh, was the really? advice her psychologist told her. She was like, "Have a playlist that's going to induce your emotions because music can affect you in a way." And I'm going, "Oh my goodness, yes, thank you." <laughs> yeah. I- Hmm, that's so interesting. I was just thinking, I'm like, could that be like the kryptonite for like inferior SI is to figure out the sensory things that affect them positively or negatively and just bombard them? Yeah, no, I think so too. Yeah, I I, I personally, at least with myself, it's proven because um, in a way it's very, it's very almost kind of like childish in a way. Like it's very like Mm -hmm. a baby reacting to the sensory thing for the first time is how I feel with SI because Mm -hmm. like, music one song shouldn't be able to make me go through this right like in a way i think of it like it doesn't have to but i my si is just so weak or low such a low stack that it's almost like a baby that 
reacts to you know <laughs> to like right. to sensory things as if it was like something completely brand new and completely evokes an emotion or a nostalgia out of it um, oh this is oh oh sorry no you sure go, go ahead go but... ahead i'm just like Woo. <laughs> no okay so i was thinking about this so my impression from any doms generally mm-hmm. and tell me if you agree or not is that like not a lot like it takes something really new to like impress you because you can think of so much a brainstorm so much like you're not impressed but then it comes to sensory stuff and it's like whoa whereas i'm the opposite where like i am constantly impressed by people's ideas like i'm just like oh tell me all your <laughs> your thoughts because this is so cool you know yeah i i yeah (laughs) it's funny because it's like i never really feel as if i'm operating off of anything new i mean this is kind of funny because um i've always held this well i've recently been holding this this opinion that like ni is actually the new idea because any is basically just going off of the you know the si stuff that we're dealing with or like the typical objects i see I'm not actually creating something out of thin air. They're all based off of something. When I made that frog picture, it was the Annie who reached out and found a movie that associated me with that. Mm, You know, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't creating it out of thin air. Um, I mean, I don't know if I could say the same thing for INFPs, because, like, you know, with 4D and I, for EIIs, I mean, sorry. Um, But, like, I like to pull, like, because I pull from everything, but I don't pull from nothing. If that makes sense, no. um, and it's nothing mm-hmm. like concept, like metaphysically speaking, I guess, because um, I mean, if you really looked at an any dumb course, they're pulling from nothing. It's like you don't really see what they're pulling from. But I guess I've always like had this thing where you could literally track everything I'm saying back to a reference point. I feel the same way about myself. Right? That's, like, I feel like yeah. we can relate to that as any and SI because SI is going to be relating. <laughs> like, there is a connection <laughs> to everything, so it's just. It's just, I guess, different from us in a way to that perceiving axis. Um, yeah, like, I, was it, um, was that one episode with Megan or that collab I did where I was like, if you really wanted to know where I was coming from, I could literally tell you what episode of Community I got it from or what show I got this from or what, you know, mm. I'm referencing from because I've watched so much, um, I guess not so much, but consumed so much, like, media that my brain is just constantly, like, frazzled by all of the stimulus that I that's I will just pull from something and I don't really I guess I don't really think about how you know other people might understand me or not I would just pull and vomit I I gotcha it's a lot of like cross applying like when I feel like I'm being creative or like uh, writing my own stuff it's like there's always something I experience personally or something that a show reminded me of that kind of helps me create something quote-unquote new yeah <laughs> like yeah in a way it's almost like nothing is new right like in, <laughs> i guess, I guess so that's so funny you um i guess i've been recently tapping into the ni i guess understanding of it where it's just like if this has been repeated over eras and decades and centuries so why is it new like why do we repackage movies and treat it like it's something else when it's literally the same but then i'm like i don't want to live like that because it makes me cynical (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny anything that like i see that i've never like experienced before or heard or whatever it's like oh my gosh this is really interesting i would never think of that and then it somehow gets processed into normal eventually to where it's like oh yeah i've heard about that before you know like over Mm -hmm. time these things happen exactly oh um but then again, it's also there's an argument also for the SI where even if it's something that's been repeated, why not experience it again, right? Well, like, yeah, of course. Like, Harry like, Potter, <laughs> like, and, and I and SE were like, I don't want to experience that again. I already watched it. Like, it's the same for me. And it's like, oh, well, that's too bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm I'm totally the, a rewatcher. I'll re-listen to songs like twelve times. Like, I don't yes, care. Yes, yes, full hard agree. <laughs> by the way, I am. I don't know how other people do it. Like, I don't know how other NFPs can just tell me that they're like, oh, I don't repeat songs. I'm like, I've been listening to this Mariah Carey single for, like, an entire month. (laughs) (laughs) Mariah Carey. Yeah. The thing is, is I don't have musical preferences. So, like, I just, I could listen to anything, right? So I'm just, like, sitting there, and they'll just start playing in the background, and it helps. So, 
like what you know it's great so i'll just it'll just be on repeat for a long oh i've noticed with me the repeating puts my any silent like puts me my any on an autopilot that isn't Mm. so consuming of my brain power um Mm -hmm. i would say that driving to me is very dangerous not because i'm a bad driver i'm actually really safe but the reason i'm really safe is because i get to play music in the car because the any Mm. can like chill out for a bit Cause like if I, like I've had an anxiety attack, I've had a, before every time, every one of my exams, like every one, like before my driving exam for the first time, I fought, I threw up. <laughs> was, oh no! Because it was winter and I was like, there's a snow patch and I was like, like all all over it. Um, and because it was, I was anticipating it. I was gonna be in a car with an instructor who's gonna tell me where to go and I'm gonna be graded. And at the same time, there weren't gonna be music. And I guess oh. since I've been, I know the other day when we were talking, like I've been conditioned to use music as a way to help me concentrate. So I don't have that going on. So my brain was just bouncing off of every object I could see. And I was like, oh gosh, this is horrible. I'm like, why? <laughs> oh shoot, that would be a lot. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, and then the person would be like, turn left. Left? What is left? <laughs> just... <laughs> how far or how hard do you think it is for you to focus? Um, on like a task at hand it's not hard if i could get the fi to click in like if the fi is like this is your feeling and i'm like okay bam but Uh. it's the the te effectiveness kicks in if there is music like if there is like a background going on the ne can just be like oh i'm perfectly distracted by this music you can totally focus now on like whatever it is you're doing whereas it contrasted to like my parents like my dad really functions well when it's complete and total silence mm. like he has a very small spot in his den and he just like doesn't really you know it's like small as in everything else is covered in clothes and like books <laughs> and it's like like literally a one square foot of him just sitting on a computer chair <laughs> and oh, everything geez. else is filled but to him it's like peace as long as it's quiet and he can just focus get get his down to business and like you know be done with it i don't have that i'm like a minute i'm in and it's quiet my my mind starts filling into the room and i get annoyed like it's almost as (laughs) if i can't like i get like what is it claustrophobic but but it's mentally like it's how do you even describe it it's like claustrophobic but with any because you have so many ideas those ideas are now pushing onto you instead of pushing out of you and it feels like you're choking or you're being suffocated Mm, so I have exactly. to like you know I like to see it as an ocean that you're trying to pour into beakers if you don't have an opening it's just gonna <laughs> overflow and you're gonna explode so I needed to, to like fill it in somehow like even it out and music happens to be one of those things where I don't even have to care about what music it is just let it you know let it play so that my brain can shift its attention there and I can finally focus on something mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that image of yeah an ocean <laughs> trying to fill beakers because it's like how many beakers would that take? Exactly, like, <laughs> so many beakers. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was telling you, Megan, I wish I don't wish this dysfunction on anyone. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, yeah, that would be very hard. I think that, that that's interesting. Like your focus level goes up if your FI is triggered. Like you think about NFPs always being connected to like creativity it seems like like art or something else that's like can so easily get into fi realms i think I th- yeah because i guess Which... it's in a way our but then it, it depends too because it's um it depends on the trigger in a way um sometimes fi triggers like that could even make us act in a certain way um instead of working at it creatively um like, mm-hmm. like I happen to be the person where it makes sense for me to like either I drive for a really really long distance to like flush it out, or I will write a story about it. But there are also moments where that's not really the case. Like I've seen INFPs will just be like, they'll instead get up and do something instead, and they're not really that creative or something. Mm. Like it's, um, I guess the FI motivation puts us in a. I, I like to always compare it to an engine of a car sometimes like it's um it's there to give us energy it's there to like hone our like flames or whatever um but whether or not we use any to like deal with it it's up to us but it's also like we just don't know how that's going to turn out i guess for the majority it happens to be creative 
Um, but I have met like a few INFPs in real life who like don't have that outlet, which is kind of sad. But <laughs> they like lack it in a way. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's too bad. But yeah, um, I was just thinking like it could be like the because of how we are with any. It's just all in our heads, right? Like it's all just rolling around and <laughs> not really doing anything. <laughs> right. It needs an outlet. Oh. It needs something. Like it's just. <laughs> oh, like I actually somewhere. yeah. Like I function best in a coffee shop actually. Like when there's mm. delicate music and then people talking in the background, that to me is comforting and I can start to focus. Um, which I don't know if other folks have that same, like, gig. Like, I, my parents would used to be so confused. Like, why the heck are you going to a coffee shop just to study? And I'm going, that's how I study. Like, that's mm-hmm. literally how I process things. Because when everything is distracting, it's when the any can be, like, evenly spread across those infinite beakers, right, that we were talking about. And I could yeah. finally, like, f- pick a beaker and say, ah! <laughs> this is the one <laughs> like oh, that's interesting yeah that's what we can focus on now because everything else is taking my attention i can put the right attention on the right thing um i don't know if other enfps have this going on for them but it's it's why i like to walk into chaos a lot um unlike i don't know about <laughs> svps like they get to walk into chaos to interact with the chaos like i walk to the chaos to feel comfortable to like relax yeah. I don't like I don't know like Daniel like Susan's husband mm-hmm. like we kind of share that a little bit like we like to go to busy streets and like busy buildings it's filled with overstimulation of sounds but for him he gets to like interact with it like he that's where he is most at home and it's it's fun for him for me it's it's a way for my any could just take in all of that and I could finally be like oh I can think again like I can plan <laughs> like oh my goodness like I can actually like I'm it's clear now. I, I could never do that if I was alone. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are like, sit down and think about it. I'm like, I don't want to. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. Well, even going to coffee shops, like I will specifically go to coffee shops to write sometimes, but it's for the aesthetic. It's not for the... <laughs> oh, because I needed to survive, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Like... There's there's a particular mood that coffee shops give you that's just kind of like calming and oh, the I smells are nice. And... Definitely, yeah. there is. Um, I mean, my SMJ friends, it's like just take them to a nice, cozy restaurant, and that's already enough for them. Like, yeah, and, that's it. <laughs> and it. And I love watching it. To be honest, like I know you say, like you love hearing like any Dom spew their ideas in a way, but I love seeing SI users like high stack being able to find that consistency, find that stability, and then letting that any out, because I feel like it's equally as impressive, because you guys have so much hidden there. <laughs> like, we need to, like, unpack that. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm a little bit more aggressive with how I unpack it, because I'm very like, let's get drunk, you know? Like, let's go out and party, which may not always be the most effective methods. Yeah. Um, but, like... When it's naturally done, you know, when it's in a relaxed and comfortable setting, I like seeing it. Like, to just sit mm. in a dinner and just talk, you know, when we're eating, like, some Korean barbecue or something, and it was just us <laughs> in a room, and, like, nobody cares. It's just, I'm into it. Um, and when you mentioned about aesthetics, like, I feel like that's another <laughs> aspect of SI witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, oh. um... How do I put I can't help okay, Kat, if you're listening, this is a shade for you. <laughs> oh no, Kat. Because, like, she, her house, <laughs> there's, like, no connection to anything. It's all just, like, all over the place. And it's, the thing is, it's comfortable for her and it works for her, right? Like, this is her, I guess, um, this is where she finds herself at home. But I, it, it to me, it gives me, like, like an uh feeling where I'm going like, no, it needs to be connected. And it's not um, because I guess the connections is in her head, right? That's the yeah. NI. So I, I'm not seeing that. But with SI folks, there is a clear connection. <laughs> and there is like a mood that's instantly set when you enter it. Um, like, oh, yes, I'm going to use my friend as an example. If you enter their home, they have a gray couch and then everything is like a nice shade of pink. And... You know, there's, like, a nice tall table 
um, with like four stools, and it's very like it's very like was it four square feet? Maybe it's very or it was very small. Actually, not even four square feet. It's just like very very small table, um, and everything is just conveniently placed where it's most used. And like mm-hmm. you know, you have pictures hung on the walls of like the wedding day, friends, gifts from people, um, and there is not a speck of dust anywhere. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> and I'm like looking at this. I'm going like you enter and you're going. So do I take off my shoes? Like, <laughs> is this a museum or yeah? <laughs> like, what is happening? And then like she'll be like, no, go ahead. You can take. You know, like, like don't worry. Make yourself at home. I'm like, girl, I just entered like <laughs> like you said, it's like a museum. I'm like, am I supposed to touch this? Or sure. like, <laughs> our uh, I don't know. When we had people over at our place. We were told that our house seemed very homey. Like, that was very sweet. Like, I liked that. That's what I heard is the mood. Well, that's what my friend even says. Like, that's what she wanted out of the house. It yeah. needs to be homey. I think, in a way, you guys want it for yourselves too, right? To be able to, a place to call home. Like, yeah, if it's you guys like wouldn't, nest. then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I guess I've never, I mean, I recently, and I say recently within like a few years, like really understood the notion of nesting, like a nesting ground, like a nest, because in a way that's where potential is, comes out of. Mm-hmm. Like that's where potential is born from a nest. And SI people can create nests. Like it's just, I don't know, you guys just <laughs> happen to create it. Um, and like it allows me to have this idea of like, oh, so this is why I don't. Like, I like the, this comfortable space, and that's, you know, allows me to, like, think about the pros and cons of leaving or not leaving, because the nest is really good to encourage growth, mm. if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like it's such a SI gig, like, such talent. I don't know, back to the whole aesthetic thing, it's like, you guys <laughs> can make it a mood. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, wow. It's interesting, like... I I always like when things are like color coded and neat. Like our kitchen, I was like, I want it to be red, and I want to do it in sunflowers. So sunflowers with red. That's so, so cute. Actually, it, I can I can imagine yeah. it. I get it. I get what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. And like I had an ESFJ aunt who sent us these like wall prints of sunflowers, and I put them up, and I'm like, this is so cute. <laughs> but like, so I'll do that kind of stuff when I'm in control of a space. But like my husband he'll put up stuff that's more like meaningful like he got these uh family crests done where it's my family crest and his and they're like linking because we got married and they're like yeah and they're like bound and he has them like right when you walk in you can see that but it's like a way more like strong lineage vibe you know oh yeah the 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 vibe yeah i get what you mean it's like it's that one's a little bit more jagged in a way like it's like, yeah, or like, yeah, like, look at our <laughs> like, legacy. And then you have a sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, that's so fun. funny. Because that's actually kind of, that's actually really cool. Because, um, I think that's the difference, right? Of S-I-T-E versus S-I-F-E. Honestly, I would think so, yeah. I mean, I think it's really cute, like those things but that just it's so different vibe such yeah. a different vibe it's so funny <laughs> i'm just trying to imagine how my friends like had to like talk about what they were gonna bring in to the house because they're two different people like of course two different lives how do you like mesh that as smooth as possible yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and then create what al- whatever alchemical result you can get out of that <laughs> yeah Ooh, that's so funny like i had this giant bookshelf before I moved up here that had all my books on it and after a while I was like I'm gonna arrange these by color because it looks so cool and I love the rainbow bookshelves Mm. so I did and I loved it and I thought it looked really pretty when it was up but my husband was like it's irritating me because you don't like all the books are jagged like some are way tall and some are way way short because I color coded (laughs) them and he was so irritated by that and I'm like no it's the colors (laughs) like the colors are pretty yeah so it's just funny like little things like that it's so funny like that because like to me i don't have a sense of that at all like i in a way i can only imagine it i can never apply it 
So mm. it's so hard for me to like. I love. I appreciate it. I get like floored every time I see like a really beautifully furnished home. I I just I don't know how to do it for myself. So in a way, my only way of dealing with this and how do I you know keep up with with my bad SI, my bad like you know aesthetic quality is that I was just gonna have a blank space home, like full minimal, because mm. I don't know what to fit into it. Because I want to fit everything in. <laughs> like there's like oh. a, last night, by the way, I was watching um, architectural design, like this YouTube channel where they like take you into celebrities' homes, mm, and I get mm-hmm. to see like different vibes, how like different places that I would be attracted. Like I know the other day we were talking about like Kardashians' home, like Kim's home, that's very minimal, and I was like, I feel like that's what I'll end up with. But what I really want is like something like Chelsea's Chelsea Handler's home or like. Um, Shane Mitchell's home, which is more like Grecian, Moroccan, very cultured and very like, this is from a friend in India. Like, Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is because I love the reasoning that came, like the stories that came out with every object in the home to, spoke yeah. to me. But if I were to actually do it to myself, <laughs> I don't think I could do it because I don't know how that works. Like, I feel like there's a science and I'm not getting. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so natural for people because I will just grab things that really make no sense and I would get like, okay, but that's not going to work with this when I actually put it on the wall and I'm going, this is horrible. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder with with SI, it's like you get to a point where like if I would have done things differently, I would have bought all of the pieces for our home all in one unit so I could kind of make a better flow to things Mm -hmm. as as a whole. But we didn't. So it's more of like okay, does this piece, you know, if you go to, like, Pier 1 or something, mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. this make sense with the current flow of the room? Yes or no? Even if you like it. It's like, dang it, where would I put it, though? Right, and then what's the point of having of it? Having it to practically make sense. Like, it needs yeah. to make sense. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say, I would love to, like, stalk you guys at an Ikea shopping. Like, if you guys are with <laughs> to hear you guys, like, <laughs> debate about like, whether pillows work with what. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh my husband's really intense about pillows too really <laughs> like, this so is funny. so cool i'm just <laughs> pillows it's like this has yeah. to be it's funny though because my parents um they don't have that kind of gift either like my mm. mom focuses more on the feeling versus the connection of the moods i think it's because they both come from a place where they've never even gotten any of these things at all so hmm. like there was no need to think of the internal connection as long as it felt like home that was already enough um mm-hmm. and so like we, like i told you we had like the green and orange walls right right, right yeah sense. and then my mom has this really intricate like this china um dr- like cabinet that's connected to this large like dining table that's also like wooden and oak and stuff and she has like this thing with oak um like the solid oak that you can't really drill in like those really really good quality ones it's just that it also takes up a lot of space so Mm. you have Mm -hmm. like that going on um and they like to fill their home or i guess this home because i live in it they like to fill the home with like objects that they've collected um that evoke moods to them and it's just like Mm -hmm. you know and they like having it all around because in a way they feel at home Mm-hmm. It's the cozy place for them. Like this is where they retire and chill out. And then, like for me, I come in and it's like, I guess it's just so much SI. <laughs> yeah, and, like the yeah. NE can't come out, so I'm like, or the NE is like now claustrophobing me, and I'm like, ah, like there's so much things. <laughs> oh yeah, I get that. So, and so my room, it's like I'm trying to evoke more and more space, but they're like putting more and more things <laughs> into it. Uh-huh. So I was like, no. I was like to my parents, I was like, okay, I know I'm staying with you guys, but can we please, like, I need to get rid of three things. A bed, my bed and the two cabinets need to go. Because I need to, like, I want something small. I want something, you know, as minimal as possible. I want to be able to see the wall, the ceiling, and the floor. <laughs> like, I gotcha, yeah. <laughs> I cannot have this. And it's, you know, we're getting there, but it's just, I'm laughing to myself at how different we could be even if we're of the same axis Uh, (laughs) it's uh so uh funny um yeah i don't know like okay so here's a little gaudy thing that we have my dad has a disco ball like a very very small disco ball just hanging in the corner of the living room Uh and we never use it for him it's like well you get to have it's like his one any moment we'll like 
shut light to it. The whole room like lights up, and I'm going, <laughs> yes, but when are you gonna use it? Like, when are we gonna have disco in the house? He's like, I don't know, but it makes me feel good. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine, we'll accept it. It's, like, it's, it's small; it's not a large one, so it, like it fits in the palm of your hand. Type right. of disco ball, so you're just kind of like okay, but you just have it hanging there in the corner and going like okay, like this is so this God. is where we're at. Mm-hmm. But again, no idea of aesthetics versus like the people I'm around, like my friends who do. Um, so in a way, like I'm learning. Like I, when <laughs> remember when we were on Bin's video where he he like there's a comment there like why is that like a gamma dressed ENFP. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. it's like Frank something, or like from some kind of show. And I'm going, it's kind of funny because in a way they're right. I, I have absorbed aesthetic, like learning as as a student of life, I guess, from other people, from the other quadras, and I've just been incorporating mm. it to me, like to I guess to my style, which I actually don't even believe I have my a style. I just have a uniform that I'm comfortable with. And, like, the uniform is, like, I have, what, like, 20 dress shirts, I got, like, a few suits, and, like, a 30 ties that I just, like, ro- rotate with. And, you know, that's just how I am now. Like, I just wear formal clothes, and then at home I wear onesies and, like, you know, <laughs> comfortable stuff. But it- it's almost, like, kind of anti-ENFP of me, too, because, you know, in a way, no one's really... Like, I'm not picking clothes because I like it. I'm picking clothes because, to me, it makes sense. Mm, and like mm-hmm. I'm focused on the SI also that it, it provides me this balance inside that I really am into um, so yeah like, I don't know like it's just I I guess it's what it comes with the price of being that open to certain things like I just told myself I'm like you know what I'm gonna eat every kind of aesthetic lesson I could take from life because I don't know what that feels like um, but I also don't want to give people the notion that I'm just so out there. <laughs> like, I oh, so I want the most minimal impact as possible. Like, just imagine trying to like balance a loud personality with a very muted style. <laughs> like uh-huh. it's just because uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like what if I wear if I wore like crazy clothes, I don't know if I could carry it well. I mean, there's moments where I wore red. Because I was like, you know what? I want people to look at me. Like, I had, like, let's say an SX moment where I, like, look at me. Like, this is my peacock moment or whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not sustainable. I, you know, uh, it, in a way, it's another mask I put on. So it's not really real <laughs> to me. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to uphold that either. People right? <laughs> feeling like people are looking at me is, like, the worst. <laughs> oh, God, I, I can't do it, right? Like, I can't. No, we can't. We can't have that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, oh do gosh. you find more strength operating from the background? Um, I think it's just a lot less stressful. I agree. I 100% yeah. agree. Um. And you like that. That's like the choice that you kind of have that you like to like embrace in a way. Maybe I'm just like going off of this. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you resonate with any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, when it comes to like clothing and everything, my whole thing is, well, I want to be comfortable, but I also want to meet whatever the appropriate thing is. You know, like if you're going to work, you have to wear work clothes. Okay. I agree like, with that. I, if I yeah, because we're wearing, wearing like a bikini to a freaking like right. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Oh gosh, this person like wore something like applying for a job just at a coffee shop and like full on like wild. Like I know you had a blazer on, but crop top like what? Like Whoa. and yeah, it was no. in like February. <laughs> like it's cold out, girl. Like, <laughs> who are you? What? Who are you wanting to grab attention from? Like I'm, I'm into this girl power you're going down, but I also have no choice but to ask it. Thank goodness I wasn't the one hiring. Because I was kind of like, I, what? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I get. There's just some things where you got to be aware of what you're wearing but at the same time I'm generally like I want people to be comfortable it's just like a weird push and pull I guess always, always. Yeah. I agree with that too because in a way I, I, I even made the argument to like because my, my boss didn't hire that person and I was like well in a way it's not like her dress was bad like it's it's just normal like for normal people but 
um in a way like it's like it was her judgment over mine anyway but it's like she was like oh it's just not appropriate for an interview and i'm going like okay but mm. like if she had worn something else she would have been hired on hired and then like she could wear that thing again afterwards like <laughs> right yeah it's like you can easily ask someone like to wear something different I, just, I was thinking a better example would be like at a court setting right oh, yeah. wear too revealing for a court session like that doesn't make sense when mm. when the whole point of the court i guess moment is something completely different like you're you're dealing with a formal complaint and you want to deal with mm-hmm. it like you can't be grabbing attention um i guess i don't know is that is that the logic that we're going with I, yeah kind it's kind of kinda, yeah it. it's like socially performative like you have to perform in a certain way and yeah. if you don't look that way you end up getting like disrespected or something yeah, which is which wrong, i think a lot of but, different types you know. can disagree on that like i feel like some types don't agree with that kind of notion because like i'm vibing with you on that but i could yeah. i could feel like some folks are like but people can wear whatever they want and i'm like yes but oh no yeah there's still a oh. line somewhere <laughs> i mean i i'm very like it like the quality of your mind and your thoughts it counts way more to me than whatever you wear but you also have to like it, other people are not going to take you seriously if you don't meet whatever social need there is and is it fair no but is it there yes yeah <laughs> that's the sucky part exactly i mean it's like life is full of compromises right like you all have to make a compromise yeah. somewhere and that's fine like i think with myself like i could push it if i wanted to and i do like every now and then um, but at the same time, there's always like a notion of like, I can't even sustain it. So it's either I am looking for attention or I'm not. So it's like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, I just want to like mention this, um, like just kind of off the cut, off the wall, but because like, I feel like the vibe I'm getting out of you after this conversation is that you seem very like Hestia energy to me. Hestia, like, what do you mean? Because um, to people who don't know, like I've been like I've been super into that god and goddess archetype um, book from Jean Shinoda Bolin, and it talks about people as an archetype related to the twelve Olympian gods, oh. and it's been like super fascinating because they divided the gods up. I'm not going to go into it for too long. I mean, I could go into it afterwards, but um, basically I'm getting just Hestia energy from you, which is probably why we get along so well because my anima is Hestia also. So, oh, interesting. Like we both have, like we both have values towards like, you know, making your home cozy, like making it warm. Yeah. Um, like this is our space and in this space, like this is going to be the where our fire is. And, you know, we draw from an internal motivational kind of gig and that may not always look warm on the outside you know depending Mm, like sometimes mm. you know you would never really know a person until you are welcomed into their home type of vibe because like some people could like I I guess with myself right like as a person who looks to put on masks um, you know they'll see me as one thing but then like again like it's not really malicious because in a way I want them to see the other side so I'll just be like hey how about I welcome you to my home and then see a different side like or would you be willing to see a different side of me like and then they oh, come yeah. in and it's like a full Hestia mode of like because <laughs> whenever I have people home I I would say like I have a secretary side that like kicks in where I just start cooking and like I would wake up at 5am to do their laundry like it's just uh, mm-hmm. I go full host um, when I have guests over and like, yeah. I love it like to me that like invigorates me but you know it, it's just not sustainable at least for myself but it's there like I have a f- I love you know, making people at home feel so cozy that they don't, they never want to leave. Like, that's kind of like what I want. <laughs> I'm going to trap you. Yeah, I'm going to trap you, basically. <laughs> but in a way, it's the mood, right? That I kind of want to establish with the guests that, like, you, I want them to so enjoy being at home that it's almost like a mm. fantasy away from their own home or, like, their own problems in life. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I see myself, like, when I have people over. Um, like with me and my husband, I just immediately like get up and like. <laughs> I love that. Cook something, awesome. <laughs> or like. <laughs> I don't even know. It's I just can it never feels get my like friend to like I can never help her in the uh, kitchen. She's always like, no, because if it, it's her place, her rules. <laughs> it's like oh. you sit there, I'm cooking, and you're gonna like 
I'm like, you don't touch, I'm cleaning everything after you. I was like, are you sure? Like, I can help. Aww. <laughs> I let people help if they want to, but usually they don't offer. Oh, no. <laughs> like, not, like, not that I ask for it, though. It just feels like it's my my role to like okay let's make sure everybody's fed is anyone thirsty like is it too hot in here like all of these little things that Live add up that, to having way. a good time Live yeah. for that energy. i'm super down with that because if it is my home that's exactly what i'm going to be asking people to because like i don't yes. want them feeling uncomfortable mm. yeah i just i noticed too like i am a cancer like that's my sign oh. which they're supposed to be like vary for the home <laughs> so is my friend yeah <laughs> <both> <laughs> yeah but like uh a cancer isfj uh sei yeah like all of the domesticness 100 percent. Um, I, I mean that's going. a domesticated enfp over here like i'm living <laughs> yeah. for this energy because my mom <laughs> yeah. told me she's like you're never i don't ever want to see you outside not having known the skills that i've taught you so oh, like yeah. she threw me like i know how to hand wash like clothes yeah like mm-hmm. i know how to like cook right you know like it's totally the other that like i she literally taught me like imagine if you were literally poor and you didn't have anything and you're living by a river she's like what do you do i can't have you being like i'm lost like she's like that's not how we're gonna act i was like okay <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> so just domesticated. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's like oh i would meet people in college a lot of men actually in college who had no idea how to do laundry and i would oh, be like are you kidding me how do you not <laughs> my, well, how do you not know how to do laundry another thing my mom added was like well i don't want you married and you like put it all on your wife like, that's mm. so rude. <laughs> it's literally her words. She's like, that's so rude. Like, don't do that to your wife. And then, But then, in a way, she kind of backfired because now I'm like, I don't need nobody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I am my own wife. Yeah, like, I'm my own woman now. Like, it's what happens when you have, like, a ma- like matriarchs for a family. Like, that's the vibe I get now. <laughs> like, yeah. this, this accent kicks in and just like, I'm my own independent woman. Like, I don't need no man. Like, it's just... I don't know. Like it's, I get it. I get what she means, but it, it's kind of funny that. Oh, I love that though. Like as an ISFJ though, like I wonder if she feels like used sometimes just because she has, you know, like just the natural tasks that I feel like many ISFJs will do are tasks a lot of people don't want, don't to, want do. to do. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like then it becomes an expectation and it's like you're the one always unloading the dishwasher oh or no something, i got you, you that's know? exactly how i'm all she's like can you please just like wash the dishes when i ask you because if i if you don't i'm gonna end up doing it right like, yeah. i'm gonna be upset about it because it's like i've been waiting for you to do it and i'm like you're so fast though like i would like react I'm like, i can't beat you though it's like it's so hard like sometimes i'm at like i'm lost in thought and she's like Anak, to like just call me because Anak means son. She's like, Anak, like, where are you? Like, I've been waiting for you to clean the whole dishes because I'm literally going to start cleaning it now. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like, I've done that with my husband too, where I'm like, um, can you like do the dishes? It's not very often. Usually I'll just do it because I know it takes him forever to get to it. Yeah. And, um, he'll be like oh yeah sure and then it's been a couple hours and i'm like i can't handle dishes in the sink i gotta do it myself like i don't even care (laughs) like i can't i had to learn i really had to learn that that you guys will not stop until it's done so i'm like oh shoot i need to beat you (laughs) yeah i need to beat you to it so like nowadays like to like literally it's now become a strategy for me like if i wanted to like calm my parents down like instantly i'll like freshen up the house and i'll like make sure everything is taken out of so there is literally nothing for them to do and it causes them stress because they come home and nothing they don't have to do anything mm, and i'm just there smirking because it's like <laughs> i did it feel the pain <laughs> yeah that's so funny like when my husband he i think he's like cleaned the whole house like maybe two times while we've been <laughs> married like on surprise you know oh, okay. whatever and i'll just be like Oh geez, like fanning myself, like this is awesome. Yeah, I can get comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, like this is great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I do well, want my parents to talk about that too. I was kind of like, you know what, mom? Like, I have more energy than you, so I could technically do it. So I'm like, I feel bad that I haven't been. So like, let's let's make it happen. <laughs> uh, oh, I I get that. I don't know. There's just something about the little tasks, you know, you can do that. Uh, 
just become routine and that's the thing like if if you're used to taking the trash out if you're used to doing the dishes if you're used to wiping off counters it becomes something you usually do and so when it's not done it like irritates you to no end no i like, agree you with that can't handle 100%. My dad, when he fries eggs, he never puts, like, the pan with, like, the detergent so that it could, like, remove the grease. He'll just, like, leave it on the stove. And I'd be like, ah! And then there's, like, oil splatters all over the stove. (laughs) And, like, every time, like, I... Because, I mean, I get it where he's coming from because as he's S-I-T-E, he'll, like, you know, he'll just get it done and then he'll have to go to work. And it's, like, within a span of 15 minutes, there's no time. So he'll just, like, go. And then I wake up, like... 20 minutes later and I'll just look at the kitchen I'm like why <laughs> I know oh my gosh why but, is it like this yeah but when you said about like you just wipe the counters honestly I've been I love that advice because I've definitely applied it for myself like just do it like just pick mm-hmm. up the what is it the plate mat that you have your your plate from or where you put your the placemat sorry the placemat just like you know throw it in like shake it over the sink to get all the crumbs out and then like you know put it away and just like mm-hmm. wipe the table counter like just just do it like don't even think about it and it's to me I, I've just used my mom's weird way of like just play the music and just get it mm-hmm. going because then it like because I've been conditioned you know I'm that kind of ENFP I've been like <laughs> into being right. this way <laughs> witchcraft yeah the witchcraft I've literally been put under an SI spell I feel like for 25 years is basically what I feel like um mm. I, maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's different I don't know like I've seen other ENFPs and going like how do you guys not like you guys rebelled against the the conditioning. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. Like, good job. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> I was like, dang. But yeah, like I agree, 100% agree. Just wipe the counters, wash the dishes. You know, throw your clothes in the laundry. Be done with it. Like that's yeah. not hard. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's kind of fun. By the way, we've been talking for like I we just hit the two hour mark. Actually, yeah, I know. I gotta get going. Actually, yes, because you, um, we got, yeah, we got stuff to do. And I was like, I thought about, I'm like, oops. So Nate, you're like, we'll be fine. We'll I, go over time. We over and over time. I'm so sorry, but no, you're fine. But anyways, thank you so much for, uh, yeah. for coming on. Like, this is great. I didn't really know like how we were gonna go with it, but I just, you know, let's just flow it out and yeah, enjoy it, like, a nice convo. I, I feel like I've gotten to get to know you way, way more. And I, yeah. I totally got to learn so much about SI and like how you, like an ISFJ could like go for it. Like I know I've had my personal experience with my mom, but mm-hmm. it's nice to hear it from like somebody else. Plus, aren't oh, we like, yeah. the same age? I think we are. Yeah, because I'm 25. Me too. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah that. I love that. I love the Hestia, <laughs> the Hestia energy. I, yeah, we were living with Hestia to... energy. I am super into this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense because other folks aren't of the same. Like Hestia is not a common energy anymore, so like people would look at us weird. Like you guys like clean. You guys are like uh, you know you like to be privately warm. Like the heck. And like, yes, <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, <laughs> like yes, we like to host dinners and breakfasts, and you know like we like oh, to have yeah, a bed and so breakfast cute. vibe. That's yeah. where I wanted it because that's the maximized Hestia mode for me. A bed and breakfast where I get the, the yeah. marrying of my NE and SI in that yeah. ideal. Yeah, for me, it's a very alpha vibe where it's like, come in and like stay with me and we can chat and just kind of chill, you know, exactly. and eat. <laughs> and then you go off your merry way and I can just be here like waiting for the next person. Yeah, it's also like for me, it's not like a, a long term like FI commitment, you know? It's like have fun with the mood you're in for this short period of time. Like that's ideal. I, that I can't actually relate to. I always found that really weird because it's that's like That's so funny. Did you yeah. just enjoy it? I'm like, why? Like Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. I, I actually had to learn that. That's a learned experience for me. I, I never um thought that that was valuable to me in any way. Um, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, if how else am I going to learn to be in the moment? You know, if I, yeah, if I didn't yeah. let myself go, right? Like, it's just, it's so cool. So cool to be around alphas and to just, you know, get that mood coming in. I think I get it from mm-hmm. INTPs as well. They're very comfortable to talk to. I don't know if you've had oh, the same experience, but... I love INTPs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. They're lovely. <laughs> right. Oh, it's great. But anyways, um, we have been talking. So for the people out there listening, you can follow Jamie. She's she's a Twitterer as well, but she's a YouTuber. Um, she also... You also 
was it part-time or I don't know, you write for Susan as well? Yeah, on Psychology Junkie, I write some articles, mostly on, I think, SJs and NPs right now, so... For the moment, but anyways, they, yes. uh, all these articles are fantastic. I, to people listening, I'm gonna like give a little shameless plug. Like, go read them up. They're good. <laughs> oh, thank you. And, like, go watch her videos. They're all so good. Like, if you want to have a feel good moment, let her open her Hestia Hearst of a home, like in her YouTube <laughs> channel, and just be bask in the good in the goodness of SI. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> yes, I love that. But anyways, thank you so much again, oh. and I guess I hope we'll have another time, like another day, right? Like, why not? I would love yeah. to have you again and just um. have another nice, casual conversation about life because um. it's great. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you, Nate. All right. Well, anyways, till next time. <laughs>